Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. Well, uh, we're coming, I, I don't know if, this, if you've caught it, but we're in a new season. And the new season is here. And it's a new season. We're in a new place. And we're going a new direction. And it's great. It's good. It's, it's wonderful. We've come to this place, but this is not where we're resting. We've got bigger. We're going bigger. Like just as Pastor Gwen says, it doesn't matter what the government says or does. We've got big plans. And they don't include limitations. They include growth and uh, wonder, wonderful things happening and victory in this city. People prayed, like when I was a kid, and there was people that prayed around. And I remember what they declared about our city. That this was Surrey, the city of salvation. And there was other things that I heard about this city. But I believed what they said about this city, Surrey City of Salvation. And I believe it even now. And we're just right at that time. And it's a good thing. It's a great thing. But it means different things. And it means we have to do things differently. What we've done before, we can't do anymore. We have to do things differently. And you're growing. So just as corporately we're in a new season, you might be going into a new season. You might be in a different place doing different things. See, my season is not Wyatt season. Wyatt, I had Wyatt season a long time ago. <laughs> he's, he's in, you know, now in elementary school, I had my season there. I'm done. And I didn't, you know, like no one says to those grade sevens, you can, well, you can stay for as long as you'd like. Not many of them, they're all excited about going on. They might be a little bit nervous, but they're excited to go to the next thing. And it's, it's an exciting thing. And we're going to the next thing. Uh, like years ago, when we were in two, three buildings ago on, 70, uh, on 72nd, Pastor Brad came and he spoke and he delivered this message about change, that you're, you're either about to change, changed, or getting ready to change to a new thing. That you're in a state of change all the time. <laughs> and with seasons, we know the seasons that we, we have right now. We have summer, like, well, summer. <laughs> then it goes, leads into fall, and then winter, and then spring. And it's this cycle. But with each of the different seasons, you can't wear the same clothes. And I, and I hope you didn't pack up your cold stuff. Because... <laughs> It, this is a strange season where, of summer where it's like really, it's been really quite cool. But typically, we have our hot summer. It's typically very dry. The grass already is yellow, and you don't want to walk on it with your bare feet kind of thing. <laughs> but we're, we're, th there are seasons, and they change. But you ha do different things in different seasons. You don't ski in the summer. It, you could, but it wouldn't be very fun. And, you, you know, you could swim, like our friends that do January polar bear swim. It looks like they have a mighty fun time, and I'm sure they stay in there for a long time. No, 
No, they're in and out. <laughs> it's like we did it, we dunked, and we got out. <laughs> no one's swimming there for long periods of time. So there's a season and there's things that you do and things that you wear uh, that you go into a different season. And so sometimes you might wear something another season and then it's done with and it's over and then you go into a new season and you have new things. And that's okay. Sometimes like when you have the new shoes, when you get new sneakers, they don't feel quite right until you wear them for a little bit. Yeah. Like when, I when I'm like Birkenstocks, because that's what I wear. My like when I get a new pair, they're pretty stiff. And I walk kind of funny and, 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 and they, they have to get broken in. And <laughs> but in the beginning, they feel a little funny because it's new and it's different. And so that's okay. God gives us strength and he helps us get through and do these kinds of things. But new seasons open new doors to us. And we go to new, uh, do new and different places. When I, went to, uh, when I went to New York, that was a door. And, and, for, and that was a different season. And when I came back, there was a new door open for me when I, uh, when I had a new teaching job here. And it was different. And there was different situations in each place. And just because you're a teacher in one city doesn't mean it's the same in another city. It's very different. There's different things that happen in different cities, even within the field of teaching. Like, and in BC, they changed. They changed how their, the program. So now they're trying to, like, the old teachers have the, the old way and the old language, and they're trying to switch to a new language. New, and then with everything, it's all switching. And, and you know, so... <laughs> I remember a teacher at my school. She was like, this is just the same old thing. They just repackaged it and renamed it, but it's the same. It's this. <laughs> so those are kind of things that, you that I deal with in my field. There's different things that you deal with in your field and wherever you go and whatever you do in your, in your spheres of influence. But there's doors to go through. And we talk about open doors. And some people are like, what do you mean? an open door like that? It looks like that? Is it just like that? Is it different? Is it red? Is it blue? What's the door? Where's the door? Looking for the door. What does it look like? What? How will I know it's my door? And there's all these thoughts ticking through. What, 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 what? And I feel, I got stuck in that before I met Ari. And I was like, where is he? Is he here? Is he there? Is he everywhere? Where is he? Where did he go? I'm like, God knew where he was the whole time. <laughs> and I knew where I was the whole time. And he was getting us both ready, but I didn't have to be that way. I didn't have to be like on high alert for the door because when the door came, it was there. And I didn't have to worry about it. And it was, it was one of those things where it's like, I was, I was just so hyper alert. Is he the one? Is he the one? You know what? It's very exhausting. It's very exhausting, let me tell you. <laughs> but then when I met Ari, oh, the Holy Spirit didn't go, he's the one. Oh! No, he, he did something way less stressful. He, you know, like the Holy Spirit knows what you need and how you need it. And he's like, why don't you just get to know him? And I was like, the Holy Spirit said that. I was like, I can do that. I, that's, I can do that. I can get to know him. I know how to get to know someone. I can just spend time with them. I can get to know him. And I got to know him. And I got to know the wonderful features about my husband. So much that I married him. <laughs>
Because <laughs> you have a list, and you have a list of what you think it should be, and you want to tick off all the boxes on your list. But that you, you, you start measuring up and looking at these little pieces when you should look at the whole. And you look and you're like, oh, that's not there, that's not there, that's not there. When you start to think in lists, it's very exhausting. Because why don't you get to know him? Holy Spirit, wisdom. Holy Spirit has wisdom. You know, you might be married, you might not be. You, but there's a holy piece of Holy Spirit wisdom that's on the inside of you that's so simple. And Pastor Heather talks about things being so simple. And so I was making it complicated and exhausting when I was like, the door. What does he look like? What is it? Where is he going to be? Where is it? Do I need to be here? How long do I need to stay here for? What do I need to do? Oh, do you think I need to talk to someone? What do I need to say? Exhausting. Why don't you get to know him? Easy thing to do. So that's what I did. It was just this easy thing to do. And then the list that I had started getting checked off. But I didn't take that list to him and sit down on our first date and go down, okay, do you do this? Check. Do you do this? Check. Do you do this? Check. And I didn't, like, <laughs> I think Ari was like, she's like, she talks too much about God. <laughs> I, we, were, we, we went to a, went to a hockey game. Our first, our first date was a, a Canucks game. And she's like, does that all she, is that all she knows? And then he was just so glad that I liked Star Wars. <laughs> I was like, phew, phew, I think, you know, if she likes Star Wars, she must be okay. <laughs> she must like some other sci-fi and that kind of thing. And I do, you know, it's, it's not a stress, you know, it's, but he still doesn't like the girly movies. So <laughs> I got to watch those some other time, but, you know, don't make your spouse do things that they don't particularly like to do. <laughs> you can find common ground. <laughs> find fun in the common ground. <laughs> but there's there's doors and so I it, I didn't really know it was a door. But after the fact, I found out it was a door. But I wasn't on high I wasn't on high alert. I wasn't like oh 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 all the time. <laughs> I was like here was a here was a door, and it was just in, in a little instruction. And so we're looking for, like, that cartoon thing where, like, the door is there, there's flashing lights all around, and then, like, 50 arrows pointing at it. And then you're like, okay, now I know there's the door. Or they think that it has to be a big door, big. Otherwise, you don't notice. But my door was just get to know him. That was, it's just a, a simple door. So we talk about God opening a door. What does this look like? Let's go to John 10 and 9. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John 10, 9. Now this is Jesus' words. In my Bible it's read. So he's speaking, but he's all speaking, even in the black. He is the black words. He is the red words. He's it, is, he's it all. He's the Old Testament. He's the New Testament. He's it all. Amen. I am the door. 
by me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. You don't need to worry about the door. Jesus is the door. And I'm pretty certain that everybody here has walked through that door. If you're saved, you said, Jesus, come into my heart. You walked through the door. And he invited you in and you found that door. The most important door, you found it. You went through. We need not worry about finding a door because we have the door with us. <laughs> we know Jesus as our savior. And, you know, it's, and it's so great. We, we, we know, but we know little, little chips of him. But there's so much more that he is. He's Jesus the healer. Jesus the redeemer. Jesus the savior. But he's so much more. He's also the answer. So you're like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer to my question is. If you get to know the answer, you'll know all answers. And just like if you know the door, you'll know all doors, the ones that he will open. He opens doors. It says in his word, he says he opens doors that no man can shut and shuts no doors that, <laughs> that man can open. So we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry. We just have to go through them. And so he is the door. We have successfully gone through that door. So I know I've gone through you, Jesus. I've gone through the door. I've gone through you. I'm your child. I'm in the Father. I'm in the, I have the Holy Spirit helping me. So I'll know when, I, when, when you're leading me. I'll know when there's an open door, and I'll know to go through it. I'm like, I can tell very clearly that this door is closed, and it's also locked. So I'm not going to go through it. That would, now is not the time to go through that door. You'll know what time to go through a door when it presents itself, and you'll know because you know the door. And he tells you, and he leads you. Let's go to first one. We're going to go back up. And it says this, Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that entereth by, not by the door, uh, but into the sheepfold, but climbeth some other way, the same as a thief and robber. We're not that. But he entered by, in by the door is, I'm sorry, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter open, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. We, are you his sheep? Yes, yes, you're his sheep. Another name of Jesus, Jesus the shepherd. Amen. He leads, he's, he's also, he's called the good shepherd. So a good shepherd leads you to good places, Amen. takes care of you. Yes, I was watching this. I don't know how I ended up on the show with the, the farmers and how they had to take care of them. They have to do some things. We don't have to go into details, but Jesus does some things. And things are okay. And you're looking good. And you're looking great. You got your pretty wool. Everything's okay. And no one saw. So, <laughs> saw all those things. But I was like, I was looking into a little bit into sheep. And, and I, I uh, and stumbled onto this, um, this like kind of info card that Agricultural Canada did about sheep. And, and it was kind of like I was reading this. And I'm like, this is if, if I, some person, was like, hey, I want to raise sheep. I'll go and read this card and then I could get started 
no one does that. Like, <laughs> I think people who raise sheep know people who raise sheep, and then they get into it, and then they raise sheep. And so they know a little bit about sheep when they take over to raise sheep. I think that's kind of like the best way to work. But I found this card very interesting as someone who knows nothing much about sheep. I know some things. I know my dad's friend had, had a sheep farm, and they had one of the sheep. And sheep, well, I, like, I mean, let me read this list, and I'll tell that story after, because it's, it's quite funny. Sheep are social animals, so try to prevent seclusion. I thought, this was, I thought this list was great. I was having a great time with this list. Sheep, by nature, by nature, are followers. Let them follow and don't drive them as you would cattle. Nature, to follow. And Jesus calls us his sheep. It's our nature to follow. Why are we concerned that we're going to go the wrong way? If it's our nature to follow, and, and, and we just read his word that says we hear his voice and we follow him. Another we do not follow. Like animals do that. Like my, my sister's dogs, they will hear my sister's voice calling their name in a crowd of family members when they're not doing the right thing. <laughs> and they will go and they will come and they get sent in the house. But, <laughs> but Anna, they know, they know the voice. They, and you know his voice. But like, so, and sheep are docile animals by nature. And sheep have good memories. And these memories need to be positive ones as much as possible. That was interesting. So interesting, this list. But sheep are followers by nature. And I thought that was really fun, uh, really interesting. Don't, then they, they follow. They aren't like driven. Like I don't know. When you feel, when you feel like you have to do something. That there's that you have to do this. And then you're like, if I if I don't do this, this if I do this, oh, I, I better do this because if if I don't do this, this will happen. It's fear fear, and drive, have to do something. That's not his voice. That's not his voice at all. He's like, hey, come this way. We're like, okay. And you know what? Sometimes he says, hey, do this. And you're like, okay, God. And then <laughs> you go do that. And you're like, I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> yeah, you'll always be when he tells you to do something and he says go this certain way and you don't really, really want to because it's going to be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Because you know what? My brother's going to do this or my sister's going to do that. And then they might say this. And I go. Oh. But never, ever, ever, when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, will you regret it? And maybe they will do that, or they will do such and such, but still, you won't regret it, because he is a good shepherd. He leads us to good places. So we know his voice. Do we trust him as our savior? 
really. We just sang about us being holy, righteous, redeemed. I don't feel really, really righteous on Monday morning. <laughs> when something happens at work or I messed up and I, I really don't feel righteous. Remember this morning we talked about feelings are real, but they don't, they're not the truth. Because you can feel really, really unholy, but are you? No, you're not. Did he save you? Yes, he saved you to the uttermost. Are you forgiven? Yes. But we just kind of, oh, what about that? We need to be the place as Christians where that doesn't happen. Where we don't doubt him. Because that, that's what it is. That's what it is. Do we trust him as the answer? Do we trust him as the door? Sometimes the answer that you that are specifically looking for doesn't happen right away. Sometimes the door doesn't come right away. Like I, I really think we were, and we're talking a bit about it on the pastor's table, which will be so exciting to do in, in September. We'll be back. Well, we filmed it a long time, like now, <laughs> like this past week. But Pastor Gwen, she was called to go to Africa when she was a little kid and didn't go until she was 50. And yet... There was that door, and the door opened, and she walked through, but she wasn't alone when she walked through. She went with Doreen, who found out that she was going much, much later, much, much later than Pastor Gwen, like pretty, like, like 10 years maybe? <laughs> when she first came to the church, and so she's, yeah, so her first Sunday, she was, she was like, hey, I'll go to Africa. I'll go through that door. So sometimes the door is like, we're waiting for the door. When will the door, you know what? That was me and, and my spouse, waiting for the door. And that's really a miserable moment in time. Because sometimes the door is really quick. Sometimes the doors takes a long time. But we still have the door with us. So we don't have to be upset. We don't have to be frustrated. What do we do in the meantime? We get to know him. He's the door. He's the shepherd. We can't go wrong. We get to know him more, and frustration leaves. If you're feeling frustrated, spend time with Jesus. He's peace. Like we, like, we can identify. Like, I know a lot of people here have been in that place where they go, they, they have an, a, a moment with God, and then peace comes. Yes. That's a reality. It, like, have you been, you, you go and you sit with someone, and you feel what they're feeling. You feel what they're feeling and you sit with you, when you sit with someone. You can tell when they're upset. You can tell when they're agitated. You can tell when they're happy. You can tell all those things. How much more when you're with Jesus, who has nothing but good things to give you? It infects. With who you're with infects you. Yeah. If you're with Jesus, his peace is there. Yeah. 
when you're around people that don't have peace, have you been? I'm just, I've been. I've been in environments where people are crazy. It makes the place crazy. But you don't have to be. If you've been with the one, the Prince of Peace, and you have the Prince of Peace there, it doesn't matter what crazy is going on around you. You can still be peace in amidst crazy people because they're out there. And we don't need to be with crazy people. We need to be doing the infecting. We need to be going out and influencing. We, you know, if you go the other direction, you can get sucked into that and no one's having fun. So there's different doors that we go through. God's been, uh, I was like, I really want to learn how to play guitar. And so I had for a few years now, I'd been like, oh, I really want to play guitar. I want to learn how to do that. And then just this summer vacation, God was like, now's the time. So it's like an instruction. Holy Spirit, now instruction. Now's the time. So, okay, I can do this. Now's the time. So I got the instruction, and I went out the next day. I bought myself a guitar. And <laughs> it was great because I went to the store, and we're like, what one do I get? I have no clue. I was like, I was like the store person. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to spend a lot of money because I don't know, and I don't even know what to get. Let me get something to learn on, and then when I like it, and I, I, I know the different features of guitar, like why we would get this one over this one, it was a whole room, and I had not, no idea. I was just looking at color. I'm like, that's a pretty blue one, but, <laughs> but that one was $600, and I was like, I don't need that right now. I just, I just need to learn, so he's like, here, how about this little guitar, and I'm like, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, like, I was like, I didn't like this feature on it. And I was like, oh, do you have that in wood? And he says, oh, let me check. And so he went to go check. And he's like, oh, no, we don't. Um, and I was like, oh. And he's like, and he looks down. And he's like, but there's this used one. And I'm like, yay, sold, done. <laughs> and I was like, I went in with a budget. And, my, and I was like, okay, $200. And it was under, it was like 100 actually, with taxes and everything. And some sort of insurance. I was like, $7, fine. And then <laughs> to restring it, so... And so I was like, yay, this is so great. I'm like, under budget, this is great. And then now I need to get lessons. So I, so I get lessons, so I have the guitar, and I was, I'm super excited. So I start looking on like apps and things, and I'm like, okay, I can I try a little bit. And then I, get, I go and get my lesson. This is an open door. Go. Now is the time to go. And so I'm, I've gone through the door, and I'm like really, in, you know. And so go sit, getting ready for the lesson. Some guy comes by, please don't let that be my teacher. Please don't let that be my teacher. I'm like, I can, it, can be a, it can be a time for me to evangelize, but I just want to learn guitar. <laughs> so, you know, I get in the room, and this is, he's using paper protectors on the paper. I'm like, mm. <laughs> And I was like, and afterwards, he's like, you know, I'm Christian. I'm like, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. I'm like, this is great. He's like, we can talk about things. I was reading in Galatians. I'm like, I like you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, praise the Lord. And so, yeah. Uh, and so, and so here's an open door for me to learn. But it's not without pain. It's painful. I don't know if you've picked up a guitar. You might and never, you can see, you're like, oh, there's Leanna. Oh, oh, wow. Look at her. And, and so when you're first playing, it hurts. Oh, yeah, Leanna's over there identifying. Does it hurt anymore? Thank you. Hope. 
because, you know, they said, oh, in about four months. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, they'll, they'll form in about four, and I think four to six, but I was like, I'm going with the shorter number <laughs> and praying for a shorter, shorter, <laughs> because it doesn't have to be that way. But even now, like if I touch my fingers, I can feel where those thread, those uh, like strings, those strings have been. I can feel, like I can feel in my hand. And so what I've been doing is doing a little bit at a time. A little bit, get sore, okay, go off, do something else. A little bit, get sore, go do something else. Because it hurts, it's, it's, you know, I'm building calluses. When you go through a door, there's lots of fun, exciting things. Like it's so, like I am not making a song. I'm doing two chords and trying to switch back and forth, back and forth. And my husband is so patient <laughs> as he hears this very unenthusiastic <laughs> strumming as I'm strumming and trying to switch chords. And then, okay, and then I did it wrong and then retrying and everything like that. <laughs> but it's not without pain. I was like, no pain, no gain. But there's things that you have to do that are work when you do things. You go through open doors and there's other things. There's, you're like, some people are using the door as a escape hatch, which it is not. Because there's other stuff on the other side of the door that you aren't even aware of that might, you know, be worse. But if you know the door and you trust the door, that you trust that he's led you into a good place, I'm super excited. Like, I feel like... I know two chords, I may learn a song at some point. I'm like super excited, super excited. But also I'm like, there's a lot of songs. <laughs> there's a lot of chords. <laughs> and I'm a teacher and I know, and I'm like, I can't even move my fingers without looking. So, you know, and, and, and last time I checked, there's lots of guitar people that are not looking at their instrument as they play it and like seeing getting from novice to over there is going to be a lot of hard work. Now God's got a plan for you and he knows what's in you. He knows your, he knows what gifts he put in the side you. He knows what you're able to do and he knows, and I hope, hopefully you know that you can't do it without him. <laughs> come to that realization quick but there's going to be things that you can't do on your own on the other side of the door just as there has been now where you are here but God is, has things on your heart like people groups that he's calling you to Doreen is like really drawn and she had been talking for it a long time about the um, first responders and that kind of thing. So when the door opened at the car free day, like there was a lot of people there go, there's the door. Because <laughs> she'd been talking about it quite a lot. And so for years and we knew about it. And then, you know, Pastor Gwen in Africa, there's the door. When you talk to people and you invite people into your lives, and you talk, people get to know you. And they get, can celebrate you going through the door too. Yes. Bethany and her dance studio. Yes. The door. Walk through it. 
not without, it was not like a cakewalk. But she did it. And the Holy Spirit showed her what to do, what to say, how to do things. Because she's a sheep and she hears his voice. So when I had multiple doors open to me, when I got my job at uh, Vancouver Christian, there was lots of, like, I was like, God, like, really? You, could, you couldn't have, like, spread these job openings over, like, a period of time? So that, <laughs> so, but no, there are, like, I had, like, multiple job offers all at the same time. And I had God's peace for one. And I knew it was the door. And I walked through, and it wasn't without trouble. It wasn't without work. Like, children are work. Like, no matter which door I went through, um, <laughs> it, it was going to be challenged, but there was blessing all on that other side to, you know, open a door. Now, like, I, am, I organized their chapels. And my favorite thing about that is when teachers, this is, I can do this. Like, where we are now, like, when I was in Ecuador, I don't know, 500 people maybe? I spoke in front of, and like in kids, I've spoken, uh, like, I don't know how many kids are, maybe 500 about kids, I'd have to do the math, but I, yeah. it's around that, and so, and I can easily stand in front of that many people and talk, and I didn't, it didn't start with one day, but the teachers, it's their responsibility to do a chapel, and so I really feel for the ones that this is hard for them. And I know it's hard for them. And what I really like to do is be the one that encourages them and helps them and show, like talks with them. That's my favorite thing to do about that. Because like, I could just, I could like do the, all the chapels and I would be fine. It would be, but it's not a me show. It's, and I've been really blessed hearing from the different teachers. But for some of them, it's easy. Some of it's difficult. And God's calling you to something. And some, like, they're, they're all called. They're all there to be teachers. But that's a real challenge for them. Like, they're great. And, like, they're happy in their classrooms. But it's just, like, in front of all those people. That's not really their call. But God helps them and shows them. When there's pieces and things that you need to do that are beyond you, God will help you. And he has people to help support you so that you can get through and do those things. Because every single one of them did it. And one that was very concerned, it was, I really enjoyed their chapel. It was really, really good. But they were really, really concerned. <laughs> Sometimes that makes you do better, but, you know, we want to have him helping us, not high concern helping us. <laughs> but we're equipped to do what he's called us to do. And it doesn't matter what situation. God is showing you things that are beyond you right now. And you, some of you have just let it go because you thought never, it could never be. But I'm telling you that it can. That it can. I sat in front of my computer before I went to New York. And I sat there and I was like, God knew that I wanted to like go to another country for school. And, like, America, what a difference. But, <laughs> you know, it's an English school. Like, I can't imagine those people that go to schools where they, it's not their first language. But, you know, but I had always wanted to go to, to another school and have another school experience. 
And I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me look at different education programs in, in New York, see what there's out there. So I start looking, I'm like, oh, Columbia Teachers College. That looks so cool. I, I would really, really like to go there. And then I started like, oh, that's exciting. Let me look and see how much it costs. And I was like, I said in my, in my heart, I'll never go there. I'll never go there. And then when I got the acceptance letter to Columbia University, I was running up, up some stairs looking at the letter and then the Holy Spirit said, ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Don't ever say never. You have thought your words have limited you, but they cannot. Because of his blood. And there are things that you have said that you are never going to do, but you will. Amen. You will do them. Because he's shown you, and he knew you'd say, oh, I'll never be able to do that. We need to get to a place where when he shows us, we say, yes, Lord, I don't know how, but you have the door, and I can go walk through. And I can do that. But then we get kind of hung up. The door, where's the door? What's the door? What's the door? Red door, blue door, what door? We know the door. David, if we look to David, and this is in 1 Samuel 17. Israel's fighting the Philistines. And they're in this gorge, which is like a valley or whatever. And the Philistines are on one side, and the Israelites are on the other side. And now David was the anointed king, the new anointed king of Israel. Nobody really knew it. Samuel went to go and anoint him with oil. So he knew. He knew this. But he was not at the battle. He was helping his father with his sheep. Because that's what he was supposed to do. He didn't get anointed and the next day say, hey, I'm the king. You can watch the sheep. I'll just stay in the house. He was anointed and then the next day went back to normal. And he went about doing things. And it was, and he went, he took care, he killed the bear, he killed the lion. Lion, the two, I mean, we've had a bear encounter. <laughs> we don't want to be doing that. We didn't have their slingshot that day, but. <laughs> but we have David out in the field just doing what he's supposed to do. Never feel that doing what you're supposed to do is not enough. What you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Go do it. Be happy. But God, you told me this and there's that, the door, right? The door, where is it? No, be happy doing what God has told you to do. David's door was an errand. Goliath, tormenting the Israelites, like, because they said they were fighting for 40 days. But I'm like, really? Like, I think they were just, they were just cowering. Like, I'm like, how, how do you call that fighting? But anyway, like, <laughs> they're, 
here camped and Goliath taunting them, like, send me someone. And <laughs> they, no one was going. No one was volunteering. Like, hey, I'll go. I'll go. David's in the field doing what he was supposed to do. Was he supposed to be there on day one? No. He was supposed to be there when the errand came around. Dad said, hey, go, can you bring this stuff? Like a carriage. It was a carriage full of cheese and stuff. Supplies, food for his brothers. There was three brothers there fighting and, um, and the whole army. And so he said, here, you can give this to your brothers. Give the cheese to the guy in charge. Here you go. Go do that. Like Jesse didn't know that <laughs> David was going to go fight that day and do something and kill Goliath. He didn't know that. David was just going to deliver food to his family and the soldiers. That's all he was doing. And then the door came. Who's going to fight me? Hey, what does the person get who fights? Hmm. A princess. <laughs> no taxes. Hmm. <laughs> I think we might today we might have some more so, more people like offering themselves. Hey, I'll try. You know. <laughs> but it's not about trying. It's about who's called. And David was called to do that. Um, and he knew for a long time. But he was. Uh, uh, Doctor Lairdon talked about how David came um, as the nation of Israel and fought in the name because he was like, who is this that's defying the armies of the living God? Have you ever gotten that way? Like, you know, how, who were they to say that? Huh? Who do you think you are? And so, but David, he was like, okay, I'll do this. This seems like a good idea. I don't know the chutzpah. Like, but he knew who he came, who he, he knew who he had. If you knew, like, he knew he came in the name of the Lord. Amen. Do you know you come in the name of the Lord? Do you know when you go into your workplace that you go in the name of the Lord? Because if you go in the name of the Lord, it's different than if you go in the name of yourself. And we need to start going places in the name of the Lord instead of just ourselves. Right. You'll have way more fun and way more victory. <laughs> but... He, he went and he did it. And he, like, Saul was, like, really concerned that he needed the armor and needed the sword and he needed to do it and he needed to fight his way. But he didn't. He fought his, he, David fought his way. It's like he killed the bear. He killed the lion. He knew how to do it. He knew, he knew that slingshot. That was his tool that he was given, that he was trained for. And so on this side of the door, he killed that bear, he killed that lion. When he went through the door, it was no big thing. He had, you don't, like, when you're learning new things, you, there's time to learn new things. But you have things that are already in you that you'll use on the other side of the door. He's not, God's not opening the door and saying, hey, come on through here. You won't know what to do ever. You won't know how to do it. But just go through and muddle, muddle your way through it. No. We're going from glory to glory, victory to victory. We're not like, there's things that, to do on the other side that only you can do. And you can do it well. 
And you don't need to be concerned that you, how you're going to do it, because you will do it well. He was just going about his business. He wasn't concerned when he was in the field that he was fighting. He should, I should be over there fighting. He wasn't concerned when dad said, hey, you need to deliver this. I don't want to. Can we do those tasks? Can we say, okay, God? Because there's times some of those tasks are delivering stuff. Sometimes it's moving a tent. And sometimes I don't want to. Well, I can't carry it. It's too hard. <laughs> There's other people that carry it, but I can move the leg. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. That's, you know, carrying a different story. Well, maybe with someone, but not certainly not on my own, especially the double tent that we have. That's super heavy. But there's things, but we have people to help us too. But I don't want to, I don't want to never gets you anywhere. And we have to look where we've said, I don't want to do and make a change. Because his sheep hear his voice, another they do not follow. And when he says, come, we come. When he says, go, we go. Let's go back to John 10. But he that entereth by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And to him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And Jesus calls us by name and leads us out. Let us not worry about going into the door, but God leading us into something new. It's natural. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I, I'm, I'm the door of the sheep. And we can go through and it's easy. We hear his voice. He's equipped us. There's going to be some things that are challenging and new and different, but that's okay because you have other things that are inside of you to help you do well in, as you go through that new door. And there's people there that can help you. And he, the shepherd, is there. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you that we hear your voice. Thank you that we don't follow another one. Thank you that we can follow after you. That we can say, okay, you call us by name and we know you speaking to us. We listen, we obey, and we know and trust that you lead us to good pastures. That you lead us and you let us go in and out and in and out. And I thank you that they're great places, that they're good places. And that we don't have to be concerned about finding the door because you call us and we see it. Because we see you. You are our door. And I thank you that you make a way. 
You make ways where there aren't ways. And I thank you that you open doors and no man can shut them. I thank you that we walk through them. And I thank you, Lord, for those doors that are just, there's doors that are, are almost here. There's doors that are almost here. They're almost here. They're just around the corner. And I thank you that we are going about our business, doing what you called us to do, running on our Father's errands, going and doing, and then, ah, there it is. We see the door. And I thank you that it's easy. And we're not afraid. We have the things in our hand, just like David had his sling. We have our gifts, we have our talents, we have our abilities to go through and succeed and do well because you're with us, helping us and showing us. I thank you, Lord, that we see those doors. And thank you, Lord, for those doors that were open and people didn't go through when they should have gone through. I thank you that you restore, that you redeem, and that you redeem doors. I thank you for redeeming those doors. And I thank you that it's a new day and there's bold people here to go through the doors. I thank you, Lord, that the fears of yesterday are gone. They're washed away. And I thank you that that there's a new people here. And it's a new day. And as we go into a new season at Celebration Life Church of growth and expansion and more building, I thank you, Lord, that that you're doing that same thing in people's individual lives of growth, expansion, and building new jobs, families, places, homes, territories. Like your job is a territory. I thank you that people see their territories and own them because that was a door we walked through. And it's your pasture and you led us there and we have a job to do. And I thank you, Lord, that it will be accomplished. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Boldness in your people. Boldness in your people. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that we're different people than we were five years ago, even 10. Oh, thank you for the growth. But we are not resting here and camping here. We're pressing forward. And I thank you, Lord, that we're linking arms and pressing forward into what you have for Celebration Life and what you have for us each individually. Oh, I thank you, Lord that there are some people that are coming soon to link arms with us that we didn't think that they would come and link arms, but they're going to. And there's family members that are going to come and link arms with you. He thought, never. Don't say never. Don't say never. Don't say never. That family member is going to come and you're going to be like, when did this happen? And it did. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 
or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.